Your kids are back in school, and when they get home, they do their homework. So why aren't you doing your homework? You have been with that same home and auto insurance company that has only one agent who represents only one insurance company for years. You deserve better than that. Get options. Contact the Canopy Group at 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com and let them do the homework for you. Let's face it, your insurance needs change as the years go by. Insurance companies' rates certainly change as the years go by. That is why the Canopy Group provides you with 16 options, not just one. Outsource your homework to the Canopy Group. They will teach you how they find the best insurance coverage for the best price, not only today, but each and every year. Contact the Canopy Group at 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com and let them do the homework for you. Oh, it's fun. Crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained. What's on your mind today, Patrick? Well, we had to delay the uh, Unchained uh, this week to get closer to the Vikings uh, kickoff to see what uh, might might be occurring that uh, we, we did not expect. Nothing, uh, nothing really occurred that we did not expect, I guess, so... Uh, Let's go. They should really have uh, be good offensively, shouldn't they? If the line yes. is, if the line is decent, who's uh, how, how we didn't see enough of Eddie Ingram to know if he's going to be any better or not. But he's still going to start a right guard. Yep, yep. the The entirety of the line from last year's back starting. All right. Now Bradbury allegedly had a pretty good year last year, the second half of the season. Right. He was much better than he was previously, but he was terrible yeah, previously. They said, and then they said in the first preseason game when they actually let him play a little bit, he got ram, you know, run over a couple of no, times. That, no, that was, that was joint practices. That was yeah, joint practices. he didn't play. Ed Ingram played in the first yeah. game a little bit against Seattle. Okay, that's the only that's guy. Right. Yeah, I meant joint practices. Yep. Uh, Tennessee guys were running through him. I guess well, so. One guy lifted him up and. Sh- through him. Through him. And that was that captured. Kinda, that kind of became the uh, narrative then, huh? Yes. That, uh, well, he's, you know, they, uh, they're they not looking. They were looking around at this time last year, right? They wanted to make sure that if, if he could. They, they had great skepticism about him last year going into the season, right? They had more skepticism than they do now, yeah. for sure, yes. But, I mean, they're bringing everyone back, and the tackles are good, but yeah. the interior is the big question mark. And you got to – what O'Neal's health is obviously a big deal. Yes, uh, yes. He looks like he is uh, – he progressed fine, but that – yeah. And Achilles on a now, big man. did Darisau – you know, I get confused. Was Did Darisau play the whole schedule last year? Or that, that was – Missed a few played, games. Concussion. And he only, yeah, when he's, uh, it didn't take him long to be really good. Mm-mm. Well, that was, really a, good. I remember listening to the draft that night, and uh, everybody was puzzled as to how he kept dry, draft, draft, dropping. And uh, the team right before, was it Washington or somebody right before the Vikings took some nondescript guy instead of him, and they were going crazy. That was actually Spielman special because he traded back. Yeah. Oh, that was a trade yeah, of the Jets. Yeah, that's right. Everybody was mad at him because he didn't stay where he was supposed yep. to be in key and, and draft air cell. But that could turn out to be a good That's thing. the draft they tried to go up and get Fields, if I'm not mistaken, right? The Fields mm-hmm. draft, and the Bears jumped them to do that. And so then they just went back. But, Dar- yeah, Darius was a hell of a player. Yeah. So, that you know, if you have two good tackles and somebody who can 
you know, worst comes to worst, if that big guy in the middle is running through, you tackle him. Take the penalty. What yep. the hell? Don't get the Well, Bradbury's not go. afraid to do that occasionally. But it, it would seem that if they protect Cousins at all, they're going to have a high-potency offense. They, uh, you know, they got Hawkinson and one of the best tight ends there are. Maybe maybe the best now that Kelsey's might be yeah. might be out for some time. So uh, they, they got that, you know, and they got the best receiver there is. So they there's an, and nobody worries about the running game anymore. So what the hell, you know? Madison can make three yards when they need two, right? That's, mm-hmm. what, that's all they really want now. So they want to be in second and third and manageable. That's all they want. Mm-hmm. They don't want the run game to put them in second and thirteen. Yeah. Well, the whole I, I I've been saying this for eight years now. The only way you can play defense with the modern rules and the modern ability of receivers to catch the ball is to rush the hell out of the quarterback, is to make him uncomfortable and hit him a few times. And uh, if they, and when you're second and five, that don't have second and four, that doesn't happen. Right. So, um, yeah, that that's that's no that's no science to tell you that uh, staying out of second and eight is the secret of success. And this defense going to rush the quarterback. They're going to try, huh? Yeah. So, uh, Hunter on one side. Now, what are we playing? This is a, still a version of the 3-4. It's right? a version of 3-4, but it's it's going to have two down linemen at times, four down linemen, five mm-hmm. guys showing mm-hmm. blitz when three guys are going to blitz. Mm-hmm. They're going to try to confuse opposing quarterbacks as much as possible, which I think you can do to some of them. Yeah. It's Patrick a, Mahomes, good luck. Uh, Baker Mayfield, uh, you know, that should it should be an impressive season opener, don't you think? Yes, Tampa's not. I think the spread's good. only like five and a half or six. six. I saw six. I, I saw one where it was six and a half. But I'm uh, taking the Vikings in that. Oh, oh yeah, I think they'll. Uh, you know, home game. Tampa's big questions about everything, right? Mm-hmm. And who? They, they had a new coach, right? Don't they have a new? No, coach? no. They they kept the guy. They kept him. Yeah, he's uh, Todd he, Bowles, the guy. The guy coached the Jets. Todd Bowles didn't have a very good first year there. No, so. no, I'm not. I don't know that Although he's they be won the division. The Didn't they win the division oh, at 8-9? Yeah, yeah, you eight know why? Because it was the American League Central. Yes, it was the AL Central. So, uh, we, uh, you know, they, uh, you people are going to be going and they're going to be scolding and <laughs> I'm going to stay home and watching the piece of my home because that whole foreplay now drives me crazier than it ever did. And plus... yeah. That press box might as well be across the street in a Fauchet Tower. You can't see well, anything. Well, it's because the Metrodome press boxes was one of the yeah, greatest right. press boxes. We were on the 50 yard line. I know. It was fantastic. How that ever got passed through, even know. in 1982, is an act of God. I, I always thought they were going to move it up to the ceiling. I still worry about the target field future, don't you? The press box. I mean, well, it's, it, there's Dave, not many ballparks. If Dave St. Peter leaves as president, yeah, that's probably that press good. box going to, going out somewhere else. Although, when you look at the suites now, half of them are empty. You know, the suite business is not what it used to be, right? For uh, anything but the Vikings. So. I still don't like our odds. No, I don't. If, if Dave, if, leaves, if you can charge an extra twenty bucks for a ticket, I think uh, we'll be up. I I think eventually that press box goes all the way upstairs. There's something up there too. There's a, like a. Standing area up right above us. It's almost like that was put in just in case, right? <laughs> just in case they wanted to get us out of there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, yeah I think St. Pete is the one that uh, gave us the good press box. Yeah. 
Leave the uh, leave the radio guys downstairs and TV guys. Yes, put us. Yes, put us our poor poor saps. And oh. and then when they walk in there, and the things thirty percent full, I'm sure they a lot of hey, we can you know we can we can make two hundred tickets out of this. What are we What are we doing here? Well, the White Sox put it down the right field oh, line. It's or, I've only been there. Left once. Field line. Right I've field only line. been right there. Field. I haven't been there in 15 years, but it was when they moved it down there. It was awful. I, yep. I remember walking in there and saying, what? That was like early when they started well, doing it, that. Pittsburgh, too. Pittsburgh is upstairs. Washington, uh, I guess, huh? I haven't. I the Yeah, Nats. that's right. I, I guess the Nats is like in a different I, area. I, I visited the, I, I've been to about three Nats games on vacation out there. We sat in the stands, but I went up once to see somebody in the press box, and it was, yeah, it's bad. It's bad. This year, if you're uh, if you want to cover the Nats, though, and you're a you're a writer, you can buy a ticket and sit behind home plate. So, they, yeah. oof. boy, did that uh, that craziness for winning the World Series didn't last long there. Oof, no, but Davey Martinez did get himself an extension in the last Again? in the last month or so. Huh. Yeah, they gave him another extension. They must figure they're so bad. If if he's willing to tolerate it, they'll tolerate him. They won. Uh, they won a few games. They won like eight out of ten or something, and some which tells you that anything you know, baseball. Is, this has been a weird year, man. Oh God, it has. But you have odd, you know, bad teams have odd stretches all the time. Detroit had a Kansas City, and yeah, you know, Kansas City won eight in a row. Kansas City, that great stretch. I think it involved sweeping the Twins. Yeah, they won eight in a row, yep. and then they since then they've lost twenty out of twenty-two. They're still back. Uh, there's they're, the Whiteys made a push. To finish uh, fifth in the division, but then they kind of, and then the Kansas City started losing again. What a one of the great flops of all time. But the new GM is. You told me last week. I didn't. I hadn't seen it. The new GM says he's bringing back the manager, huh? Yeah, that's what Pedro yeah. Griefall. Yeah, whatever. who is a Royals what bench coach? Yeah, I'd never heard of him before we got the job. No, they, we're going to go one hundred percent the opposite of Tony Larusso. We're going to get a young anonymous guy. We don't have to pay. That's got to be a terrible locker room or terrible clubhouse. Yeah. Now, uh, now they're going to move to Nashville, right? Uh, they're going. They're one of the nine. Well, they're teams. threatening. They're one of the nine teams that are going to move to Nashville. Well, right? J- Jerry's talking about what a new stadium, getting out of the South Side. Oh, he can't get out of the. South the Brewers side. want you know the Brewers want massive improvements. Yeah, they're going to stay where they are though. The Brewers. How can anybody threaten when Tampa Bay still there? Is, is my question. Yeah, yeah, yes, and there's there's really they're talking about expansion. They know they got Nashville. They don't have any other place to go. Portland. Yeah. Portland's not big enough for a major league baseball team. No, and you got so Seattle. You got Seattle right go. there. There's nowhere to go. Yeah. So baseball is a different animal. You can put a football team anywhere. You could put an NFL team in Des Moines, uh-huh. and they'd sell out the damn thing. Omaha, you could put it anywhere because it's seventeen games, eighteen games, and the whole state will show up. Yeah, and everybody will be there. But baseball, you need a fan base. You need population for baseball. But I don't understand how are the Brewers allowed to threaten when the Rays are in that dome. Yeah, it's... Uh, you got to pick who's going to threaten. Yes. It can't yeah. be four yeah, teams. And, and, and Manfred been making the statement that yeah, something's got to be done here. Uh, look at your attendance here. Uh, what what a dumb thing for them to do, the way they've been drawing people there, too. Yep. They're going to drop 2.5 again this year. They they do show you the, uh, 
the joys of having a roof. And now this year was not really a problem for the Twins because what what they have, they never had a rain out, right? Provis, Provis was saying that when, when they had the rain delay in Cleveland yesterday, he said they did not have a rain out this season. Yeah, home. they did not have a rain out. They only had about the one day they had to wait till three in the afternoon yep. or three thirty. Yeah, that, that Friday deal. You know what? It's uh, right. you know it's unfortunate uh, economically for a lot of people the drought, but really good for state amateur baseball tournament too. I don't think they they played three weekends. I don't. They had a couple of games that lasted longer that put the schedule behind, but I don't think they had a rain delay. Droughts so, are good for sports. Yes, they are. They're very good. Yep. They, uh, you know, I've been, you know, I'm, I'm always been pro drought, but that's, uh, since 88, since 88, played, when I was played doing, more golf and the I ball golfed, went farther. Yeah. When I golfed a lot, uh, that was back when I golfed a lot, but, uh, this is, uh, this is even, uh, over the weekend, up North, up North, as we say, up North, you know, in, we got, when you're down there where I started, you're in the cities. You're going to the cities. Yep. Or you're going up north. Yep. And up north is basically anything past Wilmer. Up north, you know. But uh and that, I think north got three inches of rain. We got nothing. Now I'm ready to get a little rain. We now. were supposed to get dumped on a couple of days ago, yeah, uh, Tuesday yeah. or so. It was ninety something and we were supposed to get that mm-hmm. big rainstorm at night. There's a great there's great problems in the uh, Ricey household because of the drought. Mrs. Ricey announced to me yesterday she was on the computer looking for uh, lawn services who put in a new lawn. What? They put in a new lawn, all new sod. Okay. That can't be cheap. No. <laughs> why? What, what do we do? Why, I, why, why do we need new sod? My lawn, mostly dead. I don't object. I didn't. Ha- I didn't have to do it, but my new development. I'm in at Woodbury. We moved in with no sod yet, and then eventually they put in the sod, and now we have grass. But mm-hmm. it was a. It was supposed to be promised. We moved in. It didn't happen until probably July Fourth weekend or so. And we so, moved in. What it cost? I don't. But I. What do you think a lawn will cost you? Eight that's grand. What I'm oh God, eight grand. This does not sound like a good yeah. use of and your apparently money. Apparently, sod is, is hard either. to come by. I don't either. I. I. We. There was a. There was a bit of a spat. Yeah. In the game of flaws, there was a bit when she brought this up. Uh, there were some adjectives about her mental state when I. Uh, the last you know, time I saw your lawn, I'm not saying it no, looks it's not great, great, but. You know what? Fine. Once in a while you water a little bit, but if it rains, it always comes back. Right. You know, it always comes back. Now, the back lawn, which nobody sees. Right. Over on, when you, when you come out on the deck, to the left back there, it's done. But because of trees, there's no sun ever gets back there. That's so even problem. if you, even if we spend to put in a lot, it's not gonna, you know, it's not gonna work. And you're not gonna water it. Yeah, what the, what the hell? You know, who cares? Exactly. I mean, nobody sees it except some people who come. I'm looking it up right now. I'm looking up how what much do you, does what a new lawn? lawn? We don't have a huh? huge yard, but uh, what, what's a new lawn cost? I'm looking here. At well, two- here's the other thing. If you put a new lawn in, then you got to water to live in the hell out of it, right? Yes, because it, it takes forever to yeah, to, yes. to get it into the ground. Yeah, yeah. I hope this. I hope this fancy passes. Can cost up to five thousand dollars. Yeah, but then five thousand dollars. You ever see what water costs now? Yeah, I'm not doing water that either. Is very expensive. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm on your team on this one. I, I, I don't mean, think you need a new lawn. You know what? If you get a new lawn, you know what you're going to get to go with it. Don't you? The watering system, daily boober. Oh, the yeah. Yeah, you know, know what? If you want to see, system. if she wants to see a nice lawn, have her go to a Twins game at Target Field. <laughs> yes, right. Absolutely gorgeous, and then go back to your house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's something going on this summer in St. Louis Park. There's some type of of um, I don't know what you call them, but bugs or rodents or some sort. I guess they're really gross that have gotten into lawns and they're kill and, and they eat the lawn from below. Is and, it a different kind of grass? Uh, I don't know what it is, but. A couple of my friends in SLP have this problem. If I do, I don't know about it because I don't care. But, um, you know, I just wouldn't put in a new lawn. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. I drove out uh, Highway uh, 12 last uh, week, I mean, uh, on Saturday for a baseball game last Saturday. We had a lot of dead stuff on the on the road out there. Twelve, you know, you get going. Oh, the old twelve. Night, yeah, the old twelve. Once you get beyond, you got to be careful too. That's a tough drive. Yeah, it is. They, some of those places they put up yellow, you know, the deals, the posts up to keep people from going over and hitting each other head on yep. at night. But uh, we had a there was a, a mom and a dad woodchuck. Trying to cross the road at the same time. Didn't they make, were on the side. Didn't make they it died out. together. The well, loving couple died together. Their poor kids are then all we had, orphans. Uh, orphans on woodchuck. Had two, three raccoons. You know, oh, Raccoon, God, yeah. raccoons are interesting because they're when they get hit by a car, they always end with their their like it's in the last minute they're going ah. <laughs> so they go on the blaze of glory. Two, three, two, three raccoons, and I swear to God, there was an armadillo. There was something with a shell on it out there. What? Wasn't a turtle. But I looked it up, and we don't have them. So I don't know if somebody was somebody's pet armadillo or something, but something with a hard shell. But you're going by 65, so you know. Right. And I think there was a skunk, too. But I was going too fast. Even though I had the top down, I was going too fast to smell it. So I didn't right. I don't know if it was a skunk. And it could have been dead for a while, too. Sure. But, yeah, boy, a lot of, a lot of. And one deer, one deer, one deer didn't make it. But this is not the deer time of year. It's another month or so. When right. They, they get moving, and then you start running into that. Yeah, the old 12 has some twists and turns. Mm-hmm. That's that's a hard drive. Well, it's funny thing is the new, the new 212, which is its companion street, is great. You oh, know, God, it's gorgeous. You, you get on, you know, you take a right turn off uh, 90, uh, 494, and you don't stop till you get to Norwood, for goodness yep. sake. I think there's one light. Going out that way used to be taking your oh, life God. in your hands, too. Yes, and take forever. That's true. So, Hi, this is Judd Zolgad with exciting news to share. Livia Weight Control Centers was just named Minnesota's best weight loss program for the third year in a row. That's three years gold and 14 years of changing lives. Celebrate with us. Join today and get three months for free with Livia's doctor-recommended program. You could lose up to 10 pounds or more in your first two weeks. Hey, it's been a couple of years now, but I dropped 40 pounds with this program, and I'm going to tell you right now, this program absolutely positively works. The dietitians and nutritionists at Livia do a fantastic job, and here's the best part. They're not only going to help you lose those unwanted pounds, they're going to help you keep that weight off. Three years gold means three months free. If you join Livia today, call 855-GO-LIVIA or visit Livia.com. That's L-I-V-E-A dot com. This is a limited time offer, so join today and get three months of your personalized program free. Call 855-GO-LIVIA or visit Livia.com. Livia voted Minnesota's best weight loss program three years in a row. Anyway, that's that's my... Well, I'm just uh, glad you didn't kill something. No, I didn't hit anything. Didn't hit anything. 
I didn't see the most exciting game, though. Uh, the Minnetonka Millers defeated St. Patrick 16 to nothing. Now it was 7 to nothing in the eighth inning, and it seemed as though St. Patrick only had one hit. So uh, it seemed as though they uh, they knew their fate, so they let this guy pitch, who was, was one of their old-timers. I didn't know what his name was, but uh, it was kind of like bringing in David Fry. And they, uh, there was a lot of rockets going around the field. So I read your column. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, they, and then they turned around and got beat by Air Freight Unlimited, which is a Bloomington company, but they're all St. Thomas guys, basically. Okay. So, so they. Uh, so so what's the deal? So some teams are towns, and some teams are sponsored. Only in the Twin Cities do you find the sponsored, okay. uh, the sponsored team like the Air Force, Air Air Freight, and teams like that. There's still a few of them. In the Twin Cities, they, you know, that's what they use to, you know, because they they don't really have the geographical right thing in the Twin Cities. So anyway, it, uh, did the Class A being shoved into Class B they, work well? It worked. They said it worked. They said it worked. Good. So nobody was uh, nobody was upset. Delano. Uh, the three ballparks were great, especially Delano. Ooh, God, that's a good ballpark. But uh, they didn't—they didn't get them in the finals. They thought they'd have four thousand people if they got them in the finals, but they—they uh, they got beaten in the quarters. So. Mm. Anyway, that's. Uh, yeah, I saw attendance was what the mm-hmm. second best of all time. Yeah, yeah they love. Uh, they love the Channel Nine stuff. You know the uh, oh town ball, uh, town ball. That thing is, you know, when the town. When, cool. they, when he's coming out and going to a town, it's a, you know the town gets all excited and they bring out the high school band and stuff like that. They I do the news right from there. Yeah, they, I, they do the news from a yeah. you know they do it uh, probably seven eight times a summer and it uh, it's worked out well for all parties. Meanwhile, our Twinks basically they lost three games yesterday. If they yeah. win that game. <laughs> They win that game. It's two in the column, and then it's then you get the tiebreaker. So right. it's it's a that was a three game swing yesterday, and they got what two hits, two lousy hits, yep. right? Yep. That was uh, yeah. They so yes, if they had beat so because they they would have won the season series from Cleveland, yes. and yeah. that's now the first tiebreaker because there's no the one sixty three. Yeah, yeah, there is. There's and no it, other tiebreaker, and, and because it's in the division, and they're playing an odd number of games. It's the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no nowhere else to go. I, I would the only way you can get a game one a, a game at the end of the season, I would think, is if they ended up six six and got rained out. You know, and then you'd have to fly them into someplace and and play a game. But the playoffs start on Tuesday, so there's no you wiggle know room. season ends Sunday. There's no wiggle room Tuesday. Yeah. So that's why you should have won two or three here against Cleveland last week <laughs> or, yeah. or last week. Yeah, but they uh, can't complain too much about the way they hit the ball on that road trip. Oof. Yeah, the the 20 was a joke, but then uh, they come back and what they had, four or five run innings, and three three or four games in a row they had five run innings. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty good. That, that Solano can hit. You got to give him credit, man. He's uh, he's not much of an athlete, but he can put the The Donnie the Barrels thing is actually Donnie accurate. Barrels is accurate. I he thought can, it sounded sort of stupid when yeah, I first he heard it, but it's actually pretty accurate. Yeah, he gets batting the ball from all angles, and uh, he's, uh, you know, now they're trying, and now they tried Eddie Julian at first yesterday. He didn't get a lot of action, but uh, 
Kirilov's got to be there uh, tomorrow night, right? That's what Doogie was predicting. Yeah, we did a scoop session with Doogie, and he predicted mm-hmm. he'll be he'll be there against the Mets tomorrow at Target Field. Is that and it, that's got to be the end of Joey? <laughs> I'm done predicting the end of Joey. That's got to be the end of Joey. It would be Andrew Stevenson, but when Andrew Andrew, they need him for center field now. So yep. until Taylor comes back, and you know what he can do, he can take o- over the. Pinch running roll from Joey. Yes, he can. Yeah, Joey's Joey's not slow, but he looks slow. He lumbers a little. He's not. He's not nifty. God didn't build Joey Gallo with the intention for him to be a pinch runner extraordinaire. I wonder if Joey will become a baseball manager. Joey's supposed to be a big baseball. Guy oh, really? Okay. And, uh, you know, he could. He could be a presence when he comes mm-hmm. out to change pitchers, couldn't he? You'd know him. I wonder if someday Joey will be. This has got to be his last year, right? Well, the Twins should offer him a job in uh, the Ford or something. See you if know, he wants to even, do it. even the we talked about Japan, but the scouts over there got to see the way he can't hit a breaking ball, and all they throw over there is breaking balls. So Joey, Joey would have a chance to be worse yep. in Japan than he is here, which is not like the old days. He did. Who was your last home run, Joey? Who who'd you hit your last home run off? David Fry. Yep. <laughs> I got him. I got I got David Fry. Who was the guy that, that uh, was on the Twins in, I want to say it was the 70s. He was a prospect, and he was, had power, but he flamed out. Was it, what the heck was his name, Bass? Oh, Randy Bass. Randy Bass, and he went, went over there and raked. Yeah, he did. He went over. He, was, the, the, he didn't come up with the Twins. They got him from somewhere. Okay. But I, what I remember about that is, Fowler and I went out for dinner with Mock in New York early that season and someplace because Saturday night, Mock, if it was a Saturday night game you, and Howard Fox wasn't in town, you could go out to dinner. We'd go out and buy Mock, we'd, even though he was making nine times more money than anybody. We'd buy Mock dinner. And uh, everybody had a few cocktails in him in New York, and he was looking at the menu. I still remember this. And one of the items was stuffed bass. And he said, I already got one of those. <laughs> Mock said, that's what I, that's my, that's my memory of, of, uh, Randy Bass yeah, from right. damn near 50 years ago. Well, I got, yeah, I already got one of those. I don't need one of those. So that was, yeah, he was, uh, there's been a lot of those guys. Mm-hmm. Gorinsky, Bob Gorinsky, the big right handed hitter. Now, he was sold as the next Harmon for a while, right? Yeah. Well, they gave him like 50 grand or something, sign out of Pennsylvania, which was a lot of money back then. And really good guy. But uh, my friend uh, Bob Willis ran the Orlando Twins. Maybe, maybe the, maybe the least committed executive in baseball history, but a great cynic, funnier than hell. And he'd, he had one of the first, first computerized weather things, right? And he'd sit there, and but and it was like it was like when we were still playing pong, you know, don't right, don't. And he'd sit there and look at it, and the game time would be seven o'clock, and he four o'clock it'd be decent day, humid, hotter than hell in the summer. I was down there once in the summer doing a piece on Mark Funderburg, actually. Oh wow, okay. He was down there the, in the summer because he was tearing it up one year and saying, "Hey, maybe I'm finally making it to the big leagues." And uh, he'd look at it and he'd say, then there'd be this little dot that showed up in the Gulf of Mexico. Look at that. Look at that <laughs> dirty blimp. 
here it comes, here it comes. And then there'd be another one that'd show up north of that. And then they'd start, then they'd start dunk, dunk, and they'd start, <laughs> they'd start coming together and they'd say, pull out that tarp. <laughs> the old radar, yeah. He knew it was, he knew that it was, about the time it hit the coast, it had come back, turned into a big, the, the traditional 530 thunderstorm. Just dump on Tinkerfield? Tinker, right, headed right for Tinkerfield. He was, uh, he was, uh, God, he was funny. But Grinsky came in there and uh, complained about the lousy bus they had. They had a bus that broke down about half the time. And Willis told him, you know, we had... 40000 in the budget for a new bus for this year. And then they gave it to a couple of years ago. And then they gave it to some uh, Polish gentleman, but he didn't yeah. use that phrase. Bleeping, bleeping Polish guy from Pennsylvania. And there went the budget. And now all I got to do is sit and watch him strike out three <laughs> times a night. So Willis... Yeah, they had Mike Pepping and Bob Gorinsky on the Mike Pepping, big kid from Piers. Remember him, six foot six. I think he got a. I remember Gorinsky, great, great athlete, uh, great basketball player, and a big. And the Twins signed him because he had power potential. I think he made it for about ten minutes. I think he got some at bats, and Gorinsky got some too. But they were on that same team. <laughs> A lot before strikeouts were fashionable. Yep, they had a lot of them on that team. Yeah, because uh, Gorinsky got a baseball card. He got yeah, one baseball yeah, card. Did. I they, remember he got they, a tops card. One year they're gonna. I think they. That's when they were doing left right, and he played against lefties or something. Okay, yeah. might have hit a couple overs. Nice enough a guy, but uh, you know, not not for that's. You know, they, back then they drafted. If, if some one of their scouts saw a guy hit a home run, they drafted him. There was a kid from uh, Wisconsin that they took in the first round. What the hell is his name? He never got out of a, a rookie ball. Mm. He was like Kevin Brandt. Was it Kevin Brandt? Kevin I don't remember. Brandt, I can't remember. And uh, they, they drafted him number one pick just because one of their scouts saw him hit a couple of home runs in Legion ball or something. And it was it was not an exact science back then. Well, that's back in the old bird dog days, right? You oh, yeah. have guys who were sixty five years old. Who would that's just go when to... they had one scout in Texas and four in South Dakota because <laughs> they were all buddies. Of, they were all buddies of Brophy and those guys. So they these old guys in you know in South Dakota were friends of them. And they'd also send busloads car and busloads of fans up here too. But they had sure. they had four scouts in South <laughs> covered South Dakota from I don't know if we ever got a South Dakota player, but we had it covered. That's that's for sure. It was it is I look and look at their list of employees. It's the most stunning thing <laughs> of all time compared to what it was. Don Cassidy, I've told you this, was the Ticket, ticket director, promotions director, and group sales. Yep. You know, one guy. Now yep. they got 50 yep. at least for that. And his assistant was Jack Blazy, who was the most cynical, former sports writer in Anoka, the most cynical SOB that ever lived. He was still at the Dome going to games yeah, for years. Right, he was right. still showing yeah, the back yeah, of the press yeah, box. Jack, he was just a cynical. He and I were buddies, but damn. He made me look like a bubbling optimist. And I remember him. Remember Met Stadium? They had the two photo wells on yep. on the second deck. There was this. Yep. That was, tells you another thing. Like good seats, 
front of the second deck were the photo wells, you know. And then Blasey would sit over there and with a couple of buddies, and they'd take just put chairs in there, and they'd sit there. And one day he's uh, they got a bunch of guys. He's he's their ticket guy, and when some guy's striking out, he's yelling Toledo, which is where they're getting. And he was the get, ticket guy. He was the ticket oh, guy, taunting taunting players from the second deck when there were three thousand people there, and they could hear him. Toledo was the uh, That's the AAA team. The AAA I that. team, and it inspired me to try to write a comedy. And remember the Paul Simon song, "Get in the Back Jack," you know, yeah, whatever that name of that song was. Uh, Cool, and yeah. I did. I did. I tried to do a rhyme thing on how to catch a bus to Toledo. <laughs> was the was the it was hard work. I don't think it came off too well, but I I worked at it for a long time. Try to get the rhymes for these guys that were failing. Right. That I was no longer on the beat then, so that was just a <laughs> which it, it wouldn't have stopped you though. Because no, if, no, if you had been on the beat, you still would have tried. It's a good idea, but you still uh, would have given it a shot. It a good idea. Anyway. So, what's your faith in this club now? Ah, you got two pitchers that'll give you a chance. Uh, Pablo, Pablo's really good. I got to admit that. And uh, Sonny Gray has had a hell of a year. Joe Ryan, he's your third starter. He's he's back, but uh, you know damn well if he gets against a good team, he's going to give up a couple of bombs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really liked uh, putting Louis Varlin in the bullpen. Yep, and uh, that that showed itself right off the bat yesterday, and. Uh, you know, pitching is, uh, they're going to still, they're not going to, they're not going to route anybody hitting wise. But if you get Kirloff back healthy, you got Julian DH and you're not committed to Buxton anymore. Um, you know, they could win a 3-2 game, you know, don't you think? In the playoffs, they could, they could. I think their biggest fault might might have been drubbing Texas so badly because Texas right now is not out of the playoff. Make, yeah, I not, want Texas in. Oh, they just got pounded. They play Toronto man. right now, but those teams are really close. Yeah, but they uh, the bullpen's awful. Yeah, it's amazing. They got. I mean, they Araldus is not Araldus is half of what he used to be, yeah. but he's still their only guy that's got a chance. Yeah, the rest of that bullpen is a complete mess. Yeah, I don't know how that happened, but. Uh, this is Ricey, and you've heard me discuss my relationship with Josh Arnold for some time. The reason I recommend that you give Josh a call is simple, trust and results. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As has been said through all of our relationship, past results do not guarantee future returns. And while that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and have a booking with Josh for the 48-minute free evaluation. This is a no-obligation meeting. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. You will be glad you did. And don't forget to ask him why it is 48 minutes. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Patrick Royce is a paid in. Endorser. Yeah, that that was a great season, and and unfortunately for them, they've now faded when the Cowboys start. So, uh, yep. the the topic of conversation, they've gone from maybe getting forty percent there for a while to zero. Mm-hmm. Don't their Longhorns play Alabama tonight? Is that tonight? No, I thought it was Saturday. Tonight. They wouldn't do it tonight. Not against yeah. the NFL. So, but yes, they 
They do because college football now at least has a has way more games that are fun to watch in the first two weeks. Yeah, they have scheduled more of those than they they have in the past. That's they. Did you? Oh, by the way, did you see what they what what those sneaky bastards have done college football wise? What what? So they you know they now keep the clock going on first down. Yes, unless it's inside two minutes of either half. But what people figured out is they have now baked in more commercial time. Yes, I I I didn't do the stopwatch, but I was watching the Gophers saying these damn. It's not quicker. These damn no, it's not quicker. These damn commercial breaks are now when they change possession are three minutes. They instead are instead of two at least. They yeah, are. Yeah, that's minutes. what they're. And guess what? And they also have the. You know, it's not quite as bad nationally. The Big Ten Network half times are always thirty minutes, but they're still well over twenty minutes. I mean, doesn't the NFL get you back on the field? Twelve, I think. Twelve, 12. and then by the time they. I mean, they're gone and back. They have 15 minutes. Yep. By the between the end and the and the, they start it when you leave the field, right? Yep. So they make you get up. It's field. no time at all. No. And uh, these guys are 25, 25 minutes. Yeah, I was saying the same thing. I was saying they didn't do anything to make it faster. And guess what? With Fox owning half the teams. And the conferences and ESPN only now they got partners, CBS and NBC and everybody. Right. But it's basically Fox versus US ESPN, which was the motive for all of this stuff together. And the checks start getting bigger. They aren't taking any commercial. That's why they're doing this. The commercial times are going to be longer. But where that's why they read, did this. Where did you read that? Uh, somebody who covers foot, who covers college football on Twitter said that the, said that the, cause in stadium, and at least here, they put media timeout, and then they give you the clock on that timeout. Yes. It, to your point, I think it's three minutes now, and it was like two something before, and then or two, and if it's three. So they minutes, didn't speed up the game at all. It's not like baseball. No, and it's three minutes. It's three three and a half, right? But yeah. I said the same thing. But this is the first year of I, CBS has the Big Ten, NBC has the Big Ten now, yeah. SEC has gone to ESPN, right? So this is the first. So I think what they did was the TV said, hey, don't stop the clock on first down because that doesn't help us one bit. We can't take commercial breaks in there. No. So just bake yeah. in more commercial time to when yes. we take a break. I noticed it. I was watching the gopher game. My son's here from Hawaii, and we were watching the gopher game. And I went upstairs to the kitchen, and I did some beyond – getting my Diet Coke out of the refrigerator. I did a couple other things up there. And I, so it had to be like four minutes. And I came down and said, haven't they, haven't they gone babies after a touchdown or something? Haven't they kicked off yet? What the hell's going on? And it was, that's when I really noticed it. So then I started noticing it for the rest of the day. Yeah. They're just, they're just screwing the fans. What's yep. new, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah, but at least baseball actually yes, said right. we got yeah, a time of did. game problem. Yeah, they did. And I saw, too, that uh, despite uh, Trevor Plouffe and Morneau and some of these guys saying they ought to modify the speed-up rules for the postseason, no. uh, said, nope, same clock. And, as I said, the main reason for doing this is the postseason. So somebody, so it's again safe to watch the World Series. Yes, right. Yeah, hundred percent. Why would you want to go? Why? Why would you want to? When you're going to supposedly get your biggest audience? Yeah. Why would you want to go backwards and yes. slow the thing down? 
And here's the other thing is that uh, you got to admit, it's it's hard to say about baseball because they can screw up so many things. But the three batter thing was a response to the postseason when they were changing, you know, they'd have five pitchers in an inning. The trips? I think it was a reaction to Blake Snell when they ended up boom, boom, you know, they five perfect innings, damn near, and then they end up using eight pitchers before the game's over. Yep. And the trips to the mound was postseason. Yep. Yep. Postseason. And then now this is, you know, tough bananas. Once, if, if it costs you, uh, you know, two strikes, if it costs a strike and a ball a game and it's not part of the tradition, it's worth it. It's worth it to, to make, make the, make it possible that you're going to see a postseason game played in less than 310. It's, there's time creep well, going on now, but yeah, there is. But I, I heard a couple of days ago, I heard that I believe where the time of game is at right now for, for an average is approximately an hour shorter than what the last postseason time of game was. Really? It's like an hour difference. Yeah. Because those things were like 337 and we're yeah. like average 235. Now, now. they're going to throw they're going to throw the extra minute in between innings. Uh, you know, you really the the I got I got the uh MLB package however that was achieved. I have the MLB package. You and Declan. And when we're Chippy, when you're clippy, you know, when the twins take a break and yeah. you, you go to someplace else, there's a lot of half innings, man. <laughs> if you if you click the seven games, four of them are going to be between innings. So uh, it's, uh, you know, it's a, they've, baseball has solved a problem. Give them credit. Yep. And the, uh, the, the worry about getting rid of the shift, they're still shifting. They're just. You know, they're just... Oh, God, yeah. But what yeah. they do... Now, Kepler, the other day, I saw him. He got a hit because they were they had the second baseman over. He got a hit where absolutely there would have been the other... The shortstop would have been standing. About, yes. And, and it's 15 feet from second base. 50, you know, 15 feet to the... If I'm standing facing home plate, 15 feet to the left of second base where he hadn't had got a hit on the ground in eight, five years, mm-hmm. it would have been standing there. So it's, that's work too, because it's not, you can still play a guy. I mean, Correa plays a guy. Third baseman are playing at shortstop. Yeah. And the shortstop's the, right behind the bag. They're doing the same. What you did is just give left field, left-handed hitters yes. a, a half a chance. You took out the possibility of having two right fielders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By making them. Keep their feet on the ground. Yep. At, at first, I thought, well, and the third baseman now can't go into right. You know that that was the most ridiculous thing. Yes, yeah, yeah. It was. It's they. You know they've done good things. God love them, Manfred, who we always called the commissioner who didn't like baseball. Somebody in his office told him, you know, "Theo's working for him now." But this yep. this is this well, has been yeah, successful, right. and uh, anybody who's you know the World Baseball Classic when they. You had an audience, and he was like, "You're gonna miss those moments. You gotta let them breathe. I know. Let, no. There's so damn much breathing, you can't stand to watch it. You know. So they've done they've done wonders. It's really well. Been, and how many? I mean, I haven't enjoyed baseball this much in years. How many graded bats are there? Like where yeah. it takes forever. How many graded bats are there? 
You know, there's about, there's about, Cleveland's got about three pains in the ass who will waste, uh, that Brennan's one of those guys, Quan is, that's his whole deal. They got, and it's, it's, they were so common back in the, before, that you didn't really think of them. Brennan. Now you're saying, God, you know, put them on play, let's go here. You yes. Take eight swings, but yeah, there aren't. But the graded bat, the graded bat is not just falling off a pitch and then, blooping a single. I mean, we we like to call it a graded bat anytime it's eight pitches. You know, if you end up striking out. The graded bat is is Reggie against Welsh yes, in 78. Yeah, That's right. a graded bat. Yeah. And, you know. But I bet if you put a clock on that, I bet that didn't take forever. No, no, no. I bet, you know, it didn't. Reggie certainly uh, make make some histrionics about it. But, uh, yeah, it's it, They've done wonders. It's a, it's the best thing that uh, it's the best thing that any sport has done in a long time. Mm-hmm. Say we got to talk a little about Brad Maxwell, one of your heroes, right? Yeah, yeah, very. You got to sad. know him, huh? Yeah, great guy. Yeah, absolutely Everybody great says guy. That. And loved loved the North Stars. Mm-hmm. Like he did, he, he did was more work. Head of their alumni. For yes, him. yeah. Now, a guy named Steve Downing is it? That's a former referee. Is kind of the guy that does all the paperwork for it, but he was Maxwell's, I mean, Maxwell was, you know, took. Re, I, it's been a hard group to keep together, everybody told me when I talking to, to him about, because, you know, the old North Stars, they all lived in town here and stayed in town. and Right. But the Wild come and go a lot more than the North Stars used to, and it's hard and now to the wild, the wild is now full, has now taken over the that association, right? Yes, and it's, and it's, they're, they're, they've, They've kind of lost their. Well, they they still sell jerseys, and I'm sure these guys are welcome. But they're, they, but Dave Wild has taken it over. Yeah, so it's not like, you know, Reed and Maxwell and those guys were the lifeblood of the thing for years. Uh, he he became a, I don't know if it was self-made or how the way he grew up in British Columbia, but everybody I talked to had a cabinet that he built for him mm-hmm. or a, he was a woodworker his dad was and, and oh so he started right? with his old man okay yeah. so he grew up as a kid doing yep. that but everybody I talked to him, yeah I'm looking I talked to Donnie Bopra and he said yeah I'm looking I'm in my living room looking at the cabinet Donnie retired not doing anything mm-hmm. good for him he sold some company you know I wrote this you look at that 81 team. That one, that team deserved to be in the finals. That they had some players on that team, especially once the Dino came up and and Broughton. That was a yeah. fun young team. Oh God, with some real talent. But but, but McAdam and all these. I mean, they had yep. Bobby they, Smith, Bob Steve Payne. Well, that's they, because Louis Louis got the league much. to give him two teams. Well, yeah, that's true. That he helped. got all the Cleveland talent. Yes, traded uh, away Bobby, a bunch, and he didn't have to give up Bobby Smith in the draft either. Yeah. Louis, I mean, that's that is one of the greatest jobs oh, by yeah. an executive of all time, and and his story. Huh? A, Can you imagine being Tory and those guys? And Louis comes in, and so we got we're gonna put these two teams in it. Louis, your team's about to fold. Yeah. So both of those teams were about to fold, and and somehow convinced them that the guns would move from Cleveland to here. Take over both teams, yes. but they would keep all of the talent. Yes. And and according to Louie, the story was because the GMs were pissed. 
They're like, we can't allow this to happen. And Sam Pollock, who was the legendary GM yeah. of the Canadians, said he didn't care. He didn't care. He said, he said, do you know what happens when you take a pile of dog poop <laughs> and put it with another? You have a bigger pile of dog. He was convinced it wouldn't work. Well, except they, when you look at the depth of their four, I mean, I didn't even mention Young Hans and Polich, who are both yep. great penalty killers and get. They'd get shorthanded goal once in a while. I mean, they didn't. They didn't have any mutts on the on the ice back then. And then they Beck, had Malash and Bopre. Beck and Malash. Yeah. Cleveland gave Malash right. Yeah. Cleveland gave him McAdam. I mean, they yeah. they had a that's a nice little core group they got. Oh God, it was. Uh, yeah, Freddie was still around, right? Mm-hmm. Freddie and uh, yeah, Freddie was on the eighty one team. Schmier. But Maxwell, when you name the all time, uh, when you name the all time. Great North Stars, he'd probably be on the second defensive pair anyway, wouldn't he? Hartsburg and who? Hartsburg would be your first. Yeah, Hart, Hartsburg's the best yeah. defenseman in franchise history. Um, in the city I'm, history. I'm trying to think, is there somebody before I started watching that would... that would? Um, yeah, I don't know, maybe Maxwell would be, be the above guy. Cause Maxwell, Maxie? Maxwell could, uh, you know... Shoot the puck and uh, move the puck and uh, beat the hell out of you too. Did you watch? Did you ever watch his fight with Stan Jonathan? Oh yeah, it was great. Yeah, it, it was. Stan Jonathan uh, was tough. But unfortunately, yeah, Jack Carlson told me that guy you could hit him in the face twenty five times and he wouldn't wouldn't bruise him. He said it was like hitting a brick. You know, he just had a hard head. He said. I wonder how where he is. He got to be in a home someplace, not knowing what planet he's on. If he's alive, doesn't he stand, Jonathan? All, yeah, I, I don't know all the fights he got in. Yep, that is a hell of a fight. That that was uh, game two of the uh, of the playoff series when the uh, the started the whole thing in '81 when they swept the Bruins in three games. Mm-hmm. And Steve Payne, Steve Payne's goal is probably one of the most famous in North Star history, right? He won that game in Boston, game one, um, overtime goal, I think. Yeah, was it Steve Payne or Tim, Timmy Young? I think it was Payne. I looked it up. Let's see. Stan, Stanley Carl Bulldog Jonathan. Yeah. <laughs> in Wikipedia. Still with us? Uh, 67 years old. Okay, good for him. Yeah, looks like he's still still around. Wow. That's But the, the only thing you can find on YouTube is the Boston broadcast of it. Okay. And they got Stan winning all the time. Maxwell is pounding him with left hands. I, I, everybody, I said, you know, the guys that weren't familiar with him and hadn't fought him before, mm-hmm. he was a right-handed shot. So when the fight started, he'd be hitting them with the left, and they'd all look like, where the hell did that come yes. from? They were looking for the right hand. He, uh, Maxwell and Dave Richter were both southpaws. And oh, caught, Rick, Richter and was, too. Caught more guys by surprise, and Richter killed people. Oh, yeah. Like, Richter was trying to hurt you. He was the Michigan guy, right? Uh, yes, I think that's right. Yeah. That's that's the famous story where nasty. That's the famous uh, Micheletti story that I've told several times. That uh, uh, Americo, Americo, dad and the mom, yeah, and uh, Pat was a kid then, and would come down to see Donnie play for the Gophers, but Americo did not like the Twin Cities, so they drive down from Hibbing, watch the game, drive back to Hibbing. And then drive back the next day to watch him again because he didn't like the unless it was a day game then they might stay over with something right but they and they'd always pull into some parking spot he had a big Lincoln Town Car or something they'd pull into some parking spot like twelve minutes before the game started and walked in and 
and they're coming out to, uh, you know, the, the starting the game, basically, when they walk in, sit down, and Donnie's nowhere to be seen. And uh, and they ask, what happened to Donnie? We got in a pregame fight with uh, Richter. With Richter. Richter. They were playing Michigan. They were doing the skate around, and they started. So they both got thrown out for the weekend. They went out to the car and drove sure. back Oh, before the game ever started. Yeah. Pat says it was about two minutes into the game. We're back in the car, heading back. And uh, what a fight that must have been because Donnie was crazy, too. Yeah. You are correct. 334 of the first OT of Game 1. The North Stars' first ever win was Steve Payne in, from Tim Young and McAdam. Okay. I forgot Jack, about, Jack Carlson tied that game in the third really? period. Really? I didn't talk to him the other day. What Jack from Bobby Smith and Greg Smith, and Greg Smith came from the uh, Cleveland Barons. Well, Louie told me the story about Maxwell not getting along with Sonmore, and then Jack kind of confirmed it when I Jack and he were really tight, I guess. And uh, Jack, yeah, I don't know. He said they're both great guys, but they just, you know, he said he. Well, headstrong. He thought when Glenn first had him, he was still a young player when Glenn first had him, second year, I think, when Glenn became the coach. And uh, he, uh, he, he wanted, he kept telling him all the things he was doing wrong. And, you know, Maxwell would say, you know, who the hell are you? You're a one-eyed guy who... I don't think Maxwell put up with any crap. No, no. And I think they just, they got off to a bad, bad start after that. But Louis, Louis ended up, as I had in the column, Louis ended up trading him. He came in and said, I can't take him anymore. You got to trade me. And he traded him to Quebec on, in December of that year, 84, was it? And Louis, I didn't ask you to trade me to bleep and come back, you know, because he didn't, you know, an old Western Canadian. They probably thought all yeah. those French Canadians were crazy anyway. But, yes. Uh, yeah, he was, uh, he was, uh, you know, well, what this, uh, he had lung cancer and then it kind of spread after that. But he It's a rare form too, right? Yeah, been sick for over a year, right? So, yeah, that's but sad. But they told me, uh, this, Dowling and some of these other guys told me that he was, he was one of these guys that he knew what was coming, but he still kept talking about the future, you know. And he said, called Dowling like two weeks ago and says, we got to play golf. And then and Dowling said, you can't play golf. You can't make it. He said, no, nah, we're going to go play golf. Good for and him. then they go play. And they made say, he said he made seven holes. He, he played seven holes, but he was still, you know, they were, somebody, somebody else told me he bought a new boat. Like, Oh, Maxie, yeah, yeah, I believe that. And the land guy, he's out there with a front loader putting a big motor on his boat about yeah. four months he, ago. He's old school, man. Yeah. He was one of those old school guys that was not going to let stuff slow him down. Yeah, what people don't remember is, uh, I mean, what they remember when you look at him, but he could uh, he could shoot the puck, too. So yeah, he, he had one of the, so the slap shots, if you remember, in the Norris division then were Dougie Wilson in Chicago, who yeah. had a howitzer. Who, by the way, was, I think, the, uh, uh, he was in that same draft, I think. Oh, Maybe. was he? He very Maybe, well yeah. could, yeah. Yeah. Doug Wilson, Reed Larson in Detroit Ooh. at the time. And Reed Larson might have had one of the best, he might have had the best slap shot in the league at the time, and Maxie. There's a campaign to get Reed in the Hall of Fame. I'm. It, it's probably hard work. I don't know how you do it, but. He certainly was a historic uh, Minnesota player, that's for sure. Yeah, his problem is those Detroit teams were, that was the downtime. Yeah. They were god-awful. 
I got him to, uh, I've said this before too, I got him to go to Roosevelt's last ever hockey game with me. <laughs> he walked out. He made it in the halfway through the second period and said, I can't do this. And he left. They had a Somalian goalie who didn't have goalie skates. He had regular skates on. Yeah. And, they yeah. Were, you know, I mean, the kid was noble. He was trying. Right. He oh, was yeah. trying. You yeah. know, he was ambitious, but I was 19 to 0 or something, Spring Lake Park or something. Yeah. So, anyway, it's people. That's something in Minnesota's sports history that people can't couldn't believe. Minneapolis hockey was fantastic. Mm-hmm. So was St. Paul, but they played on Saturdays at the Armory, generally sometimes at the Auditorium. They'd have five games there, and they, you know, vocational was like terrible always. And right, Central was not not very good. You know, they packed that place in. Southwest was fantastic. Southwest, South. Southwest was Edina before Edina. South was good. Uh, Roosevelt was great. Uh, you know, Roosevelt, the the stick store was right down the street from Roosevelt High School. Uh, what's the, the the family? The Steikens? Steik? No, not Steiken. I don't think it was Steiken. Some somewhere over on the. Uh, on the south side, Roosevelt. the one now is Jefferson. You know, Jefferson Hockey Power sat it on for years yeah. and years. They're yeah, yeah. They're a small school now because everyone moved farther out. Mm-hmm. So anyway, all right, sir. You got anything else? Uh what do I got? Nothing. Uh, Vikings uh, give the points. It's six and a half, I think. Amen. Give, give the points. So that's it. All righty. All I got. Talk to you next week.